Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, battle ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day, welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Jesus, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee, and I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love thee. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, let's see, who should we be praying for today? I, I'm going to say pray for the bishops. Pray for the bishops. Um, they need our prayers. The, the The state of the country is a mess. It's an absolute mess. And the, um, the demonic is on the rise here because of all the division. So our bishops need to be... Um, men that are leading and shepherding the church and they, and that you know, there's a lot of courage involved in doing that in such a uh, politically incorrect time um so pray for our bishops all of them to be strengthened and to be filled with the holy spirit that's the intention of the day so what is the meditation the meditation today is again from suzanne tansy and this is called before i formed you in the womb i knew you in a memory for wonders, Mother Veronica documents how her life's journey was shaped by treasuring her memories of cognizance of God, beginning with an uncommonly stupendous Moroccan sunset in early youth. With a cry of wonder in my heart, I knew that all this beauty was created. I knew God. Far greater than the beauty of nature was Christ's physical presence to the Jews. Living among them, he worked miracles, preached, and indicated the life-giving path that God was opening up to them. Yet, as we hear in John's Gospel, the proclamation of Jesus' oneness with the Father incited some of the Jews to want to stone him. Full of love and pity, Jesus implores them, even if you do not believe in me, believe the works. I can understand the frustration of the Jews. Jesus was not saying and doing things as they wished, so the works were ignored. This happened to me when I found myself facing an unexpected and serious illness. In answer to my confused questioning, the Holy Spirit helped me to revisit so many of the incredible and plentiful gifts and miracles, small and grand, that have graced my way. In humility, I could only respond, your will, not mine. Like Mother Veronica in times of doubt, I traced the path of his wonders in my life which originated in the all-knowing and mysterious mind of God. Forgiving Father, inspire my awareness of your love by reminders of your companionship throughout my life. I want to abide in the embrace of your goodness and peace as I contemplate your gracious wonders and infinite love. Today's suggested penance offer a prayer of thanksgiving to God for his infinite goodness, trusting that he is guiding your life. All right, so this is it. One week from today is Good Friday. We are fast approaching the Triduum. Um, and so it's a very special time <coughs> for the church. One that uh, we should really do our best to slow down. 
and uh, really take in the events and all they um, point to. But many people th think this is a very busy week for for priests, and perhaps for some it is. It's not for me. Holy Week, I don't take appointments. I, I completely slow the whole calendar down so that I have lots of time to pray, lots of time to contemplate God, lots of time to be still, and really absorb and, and reflect back on those days beginning on Holy Thursday and the Last Supper, uh, the washing of feet and, and the, the way Jesus was forming these men into his first bishops. Um, right through his passion, his death, and then finally his resurrection. So it's uh, it's actually a week I, I look forward to every year because it's it's much different than the rest of the other 51 weeks of the year for me personally. And, um, you know, there's only one liturgy per day once we get towards the back end of the week. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful expression of God's love in these uh, liturgies we have. So... Having said that, um, it is Friday, and it's Friday, so it's Ask the Exorcist. So I don't know if there's anybody waiting to uh, on the phone, but we will wait for Kevin or Taylor to cue me. I guess there's nobody out there. Sorry, Father, I was on the phone. Uh, Julie from Nashville is on the phone for you. Hi, Julie. Hey, Father Dan, it's Julie. Good morning. Hi. Um, good morning. So I have a couple of questions, and it's all related to binding prayers, and so I'll um, share those couple questions I have for you. So I listened to Mark Mallett's story, which was very powerful yesterday, and it got me thinking about binding prayers and rooting out evil that might be attached to past wounds or present vices. And so when saying binding prayers, how do you determine the exact spirit that you're dealing with? And what if you're unsure of the exact spirit? For example, you don't know if the spirit is uh, anger or self-hatred. And then is it just as efficacious to bind all evil spirits at once? versus each spirit by name. And then lastly, if, for example, you're dealing with the spirit of anger, should you do binding prayers um, when you're actually in the moment experiencing the emotion of anger, or can you proactively say binding prayers for a particular spirit if you're trying to root out the anger, let's say, as part of your morning prayer routine? Okay, so you can't bind the spirit if it's not there. So what you can do in preparation, if this is a, a, a persistent problem in your life, the first thing in the morning would be to ask the Holy Spirit to overshadow you with the graces necessary to overcome the sin of anger or wrath. And then ask your guardian angel to alert you when you're about to be triggered to the anger. But if there's a real anger issue, there's probably a wound that isn't healed. That that's So you have to go back to the to the the cause um, because you know there's always a cause if there's something unique and different about the way you're reacting versus the rest of the population so that's the first thing um, the spirits there's lists of these things out there um, it's you sh it's better to know the spirit and name it but if you don't know it 
I tell people just call out what it what you're feeling, what your emotion is that's you're being attacked in. If it's fear, just call it a spirit of fear. If it's anxiety, call it a spirit of anxiety. If it's rage, call it a spirit of rage. Whatever that spirit is, and uh, whatever it looks like or the way it's manifesting, you just call it what it is. Um, and then can you bind all? Um, it's probably an overreach to just say I bind all spirits, not of the Holy Spirit. If you if you have if you're dealing with a situation that's just particularly one you think it's one thing I would just call what it what it feels like and name it and that's the end of it and then you, a prayer supplication is always very effective too and that means we're asking God to do it in the Our Father there is that supplication deliver us from evil so you can always turn to your Father and say Heavenly Father this is afflicting me I'm your child I need your protection please cast this spirit off me and 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 Believe me, he will do it. He wants to, unless there's a purpose that he's trying to teach you something with that spirit, which would be very rare. Um, so that's kind of my practice in binding spirits. Thank you, Julie. All right. The number to call, it's escaping me. Maybe Kevin could shout that out. The phone number is 866-333-6279. 866-333-6279. Uh, we do have a full board open, so if anybody wants to call, we're here for your phone calls. All right, so we'll go, we're going to go to... There have been some people that have been mailing in emails about... Uh, questions for the exorcist so let's see if we can figure out one of those hello father my question involves inviting a friend back to church after being away a long time if she ever agrees to come with me i wouldn't know what to say if anything about receiving communion should i just let it go would i be held responsible if i don't say anything and she goes up to receive yes you would be partially responsible so we're called to be courageous Catholics. Um, so if you're inviting someone back to church, good for you. That's a wonderful beginning to re-engage them with the faith. <clears throat> but you, it's very simple to just say, I'm not sure you're aware, but because you've missed many Sunday masses, it would be, well, you must go to confession before receiving communion. If you're not ready to go to communion, if you're not ready to go to confession, um, then just uh, don't go up for communion or go up for a blessing by crossing your arms. And then you could suggest, if you want to come with me, I'm going to go to confession tomorrow at, you know, 9 o'clock, and maybe you could go together. But no, you should, if somebody's been away, they might not be aware that they have to go to confession, and so the priest would have no idea uh, and would be embarrassing to stop somebody at the communion rail. So, yes, please do inform people when you bring them back after they've been away for a few uh, weeks or time or whatever. Good question, but, you know, we're required to step up. Uh, let's see. Dear Father, I ask you, uh, is the gender thing something of the devil... My oldest daughter has been transformed ever since this is so popular. I'm calling, I'm writing from Chile. I'm married and have three daughters. Um, 
she is now a he and changed her name, but she's still a good person. I've prayed and fasted on Mondays for her for three years. Now, what else can I do? I always tell people, this is from Karen. Uh, I'm sorry about your door. This is, this is a big problem. It's happening all over America, I, I guess all over the world, if you're calling in from Chile. Um, I always tell people, the rosary is very powerful. You must pray the rosary every day for your children, whether they have a problem or not. It's not just to uh, fix things that have gone wrong. It's a protection against against things going awry with regard to our faith. Our Lady always protects our faith. Does that mean people won't have physical problems? No, we're all going to have physical problems through life. But the faith is the most important thing. And then consecrate them to the Blessed Mother and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. You can do this uh, even if they're grown up. Find a consecration prayer, a good one. Louis de Montfort has a good one. Uh, you don't have to do the 33 days. You can just pray the consecration prayer for your child. Kneel before a statue of Our Lady or of Jesus and consecrate them over to the Sacred and Immaculate Hearts. It will make a world of difference. Is anybody on the line? Well, real quick, Father, I uh, did have a question from um, Mary from from Florida. She was asking if you knew anything about, uh, I guess there's a group called Ubana. It may be a, a Southern Florida thing. Never heard of it. Okay. Okay, I do have... Spell it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have time to Google. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, I, I'll have to do some, I guess, uh, once to jump off the board, um, do some research there and see if I can dig up any information for you. All right. We do have Becky from Nashville on the line. Good morning, Becky. Hi, Father. Um, my question is, our, our country is in such a mess. Is there a... Is there anything that we can do? Is, there, is it enough of a unit to where we can, like, bind the demons in the country? Or is there a particular way that we can, besides praying for our Lord's mercy, kind no, of cover? No, for, for the layperson, yeah. no, you can't do that. <laughs> and okay. even the exorcist is only, only the exorcists were bound by the borders of our diocese. So um, for someone to do oh. that over the whole country would require somebody high up the totem pole, so to speak, to call for a day of a, of a national exorcism and let all the exorcists know this is the day we're going to do it and we're going to cast out everything for, the, for in each diocese at the same time. Um, we did that recently. I don't remember when it was. Last year, at some point, there was a call to do this. I think it was global, actually. Um, I don't remember the purpose, but it, we, do, we did do this last year, I remember. I mean, it probably should be done on a monthly basis, I would imagine. But but no, the lay people, the best, you, I would say the powerful prayer would be the Divine Mercy Chaplain and the Rosary. Uh, and you're, of course, you're fasting and you're, you're self-imposed penances. But um, evil is very organized. I don't think people understand how organized evil is. Uh, they're very organized. I remember years ago, Fulton Sheen talking about he, it was Lent and he was flying from one place to another on a Friday. And uh, the flight attendant asked him if he was going to have lunch. And he said, no, I'm fasting. It's Lent. And then he asked, the flight attendant asked the woman next to him, sitting next to him in his aisle, uh, can I get you anything for lunch? She said, no, I'm fasting too. And 
when the woman walked away, uh, Fulton Sheen said to the woman, oh, are you Catholic? She said, no, I'm a witch and I'm fasting for abortions. Can you imagine? See, they're, they're, they're very diligent in what they're doing. Uh, and sometimes I think might, they may be more diligent than the Catholics. So we have to be a people who are uh, incredibly bold and uh, persevere and, and spread the word. Many Catholics have no idea the power that they wield or they could wield if they started praying and fasting and, and doing some of these things. So, uh, yeah, probably the USCCB could, could get something going if they so desired. They could put out uh, a message for the whole country to be doing something on, on one day of prayer, perhaps. The Pope, I think, from time to time has done this when he's called for a day of prayer for a specific intention. By the way, Pope Francis uh, sent a letter to our Bishop uh, Spalding here in Nashville just recently, uh, this week, um, assuring us of his prayers for the situation at the Covenant School shooting. Uh, I thought that was pretty impressive that the Holy Father, um, you know, considering all the things that happened in the world, uh, you know, the shooting was a big deal for Tennessee and, and for the country at large, I would, I would imagine too. But uh, for a global issue, I, I didn't realize it would be on his radar, but it was. And he sent a letter to our bishop because Bishop Mark is over the whole diocese of Nashville. And in fact, everyone in this diocese are his subjects, whether they're Catholic or Christian or Jewish or Muslim, whatever. He, they're all his subjects. So that was, um, that was a beautiful thing for the Pope to do. So we thank you, Pope Francis. Okay, Father, we got John from Alexandria on hold for you. All right. Good morning, John. Good morning, Father. Um, I want to uh, just briefly state that I've got a uh, I've got a a niece uh, in um, in up in Missouri that got in, indoctrinated in this Candelayan Candelani spirit. I'm I'm not sure if that's the proper pronunciation. She had uh, been saying that it tells her to do things, and she's. Uh, Long story short, uh, she's pretty well tried to kill herself about three times, and she's been committed. Now, her, her mother is Romanian, and she's in Romania now, Orthodox. Uh, her father uh, is not a very, he's not a practicing Catholic by any means, but he's a, he calls himself a spiritual man, but uh, that's as far as it goes. But uh, don't know what else to do he's pretty well depressed most of the time he's probably got his own demons but uh like i said the girl has been committed and i don't know if it's judicially or if it's a uh, self-commitment but uh we definitely need prayers and just a little guidance and i'll go yeah, ahead and well, back that, off that uh the, it's called the kundalini spirit it's um hinduism it's a, uh, they believe it's a divine feminine energy and it's image, the image of it is a coiled snake. So that should tell you everything. Um, it involves the chakra points and, and it is demonic. So I would say this person, your niece needs an exorcist, um, to get rid of that thing. That's, that's going to be a pretty high powered spirit. Of course we can pray for her, 
um, especially if she's not ready, pray for the desire to be set free so that she'll be work, she would be open to working with uh, an exorcist. But that's very unfortunate. You see, the, the problem is when people start um, tinkering with these other religions and some of the things that they promote, they never have any idea that there's going to be a downside and there's going to be a bad after effect. But there is. There is. And so people afflicted by this spirit, um, they often look like they have some kind of um, disease where they're always shaking and jerking and in spasms. Um, and it can be incredibly painful. Uh, so it's a, it's a terrible thing. So I'm so, so sorry to hear that. And I'll, I'll keep this uh, person in my prayers too. Thank you for your, for your question. Okay, Father, I've got a question from Bob from Nashville. Um, it probably might be the last question for the, uh, the half hour. But okay. uh, I kind of want you to kind of maybe go through some of the uh, psychological protocols for an exorcist. I, I, I don't know if you know he means um, the person needing deliverance or, or for you. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know if you can maybe answer kind of both. Sure. Okay, well, the exorcist doesn't undergo a psychoanalysis, but to be a priest, you must have a psychoanalysis. So when you enter seminary, you have to go and get a psychological done, which is, they're very lengthy. So I think it takes like two full days of testing. Um, so all the priests who enter, all the men who enter seminary to become a Catholic priest undergo a psychological evaluation to make sure that their mind is sound. Um the, pers the person afflicted with a demon, if it gets to the point where they need an exorcism, the rite of exorcism, not just a deliverance, they would have to undergo, in most cases, they would have to undergo a, phys a medical, physical, and also a psychological analysis. And I don't do that. That's done by a professional psychologist. We have a good Catholic one in Nashville that does this for us. He's part of the team. And uh, what he's looking for is mental illness, so that we want to make sure that what appears in the manifestations of the individual is not a mental illness. If someone says, I hear voices speaking to me in my head, that could be a demon. It could also be some sort of, of schizophrenia or something else. So they, we try to rule that out. However, after the diagnosis is made, whether it's positive or negative, the priest who is the exorcist still has the final say on whether the person needs to have the uh, exorcism done. So um, the church is careful to leave that up to the ruling of the exorcist and not the psychologist. I hope that answers your question. Well, thank you all of you listening and calling in and uh, for your questions, your prayers, uh, your time, uh, your support. We appreciate it so much. Uh, and we are uh, as I said, we're, we're now entering into Holy Week coming this weekend. And uh, be sure to spend, actually, go into your phone and set up some appointments with Jesus during Holy Week. It'll maybe be the best thing you do, is put some appointments in your calendar to spend time with Jesus this Holy Week. That would be a wonderful thing to do. Uh, what's going on this week? So I'm... I'm I'm guessing Friday we probably will be closed. I'm hoping we're closed. Correct. Um, uh, <laughs> so next Friday there'll be a, a, a taped broadcast. And uh, 
but the rest of the week should be normal, I would imagine. I think so. Correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll be, uh, the studio is going to be open, the office will be open until Thursday, and then okay. staff will be off Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for the wonderful holiday. Great. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure to be with you once again. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Palm Sunday, the celebrating of Jesus coming into Jerusalem. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Dan, signing off. <laughs>